It is New Member Sunday, and in just a bit, I'm going to be introducing some individuals to you for membership. And I want to talk about uh, the privilege and challenge and responsibility of church membership. If you would pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for your bride, the church. Thank you that we can be a part of it. Lord, I pray that you would help us to think about the importance of church membership this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So first, church membership is a privilege. Participating and belonging to a local body of believers is a great privilege because of what God has decided to do in and through the church. First, let's consider what God has decided to do in the church. God has decided to make this place the place where he dwells uniquely. God's special presence, it used to dwell in the ancient temple back in Jerusalem, but now it dwells in the church. To the local church in Ephesus, the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 2, 19 through 22, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you are also being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. In Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, Paul, he wrote uh, that God the Father gave Jesus to be the head of the church, and he said that the church is his body, the fullness of, of him who fills all in all. Think about that. The church is the fullness of Jesus. This is a tremendous statement to think about. In other words, wherever the church is gathered, there is where the fullness of Christ can be experienced. Jesus himself said in Matthew 18.20, For where there are two or three gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Jesus is here in our midst. It's a tremendous thought. Now, does this verse mean that there are some places where Jesus is present and there are some places where Jesus is not present? No, Jesus is omnipresent, which means he is at all places, everywhere, at all times. What I think Matthew 18, 20 means is that when Jesus' people are gathered like we are this morning, his presence is there in a unique and special way. So that his presence can be known, known and experienced in a unique way. And so, this is important for us to understand that the church is where God can be known and experienced in a special way. Because it is where God has chosen to dwell by his spirit in a unique way. So that's part of what God does in the church is he dwells here, and so we can experience him uniquely when the church is gathered together. Now, there's another 
thing that God does in the church. He transforms people. One way that he does this is he has given each member of the church a spiritual gift so that they can utilize it for the benefit of the other members of the church so that we can all grow and mature in Christ. To one member, God has given the gift of hospitality. To another member, he's given the gift of teaching. To another member, he's given the gift of mercy. To another member, he gives the gift of administration. And you, go, you can go on. But as the members of the church, as, as we mutually serve one another in love, each member grows in their ability to love God, to love themselves, and to love others. And so in short, we grow to become more Christ-like through God's work in the church. Due to the fact that God dwells in this place when we are gathered in a unique way, due to that wonderful fact, to the extent that you want to see God's power in your life is the extent that you need to be involved and connected to his body, the church, that he has chosen to dwell in and to work through. If you want to experience God's healing in your life, you need to be connected to the church. If you want to experience God's will for your life, you need to be connected to the church. If you want to experience God's transformation that he wants to bring to you, you need to be connected to the church. If you want to experience God's compassion, you need to be connected to the church. And that's why church membership is not optional for the Christian. It's not optional because it's where God has decided to dwell and where he works and transforms us. And so to ignore commitment to the church is to ignore, to a large extent, God's power to work in your life. To cut oneself off from the church is to cut oneself off from, from Christ. We can't have Christ if we are unwilling to have his bride, the church. God dwells uniquely in the church, and he transforms us in the church. And that is such a privilege to be a part of. There's also another privilege, and it's in regards to what God does through the church. The church is God's chosen vehicle to continue pulling people out of the pit of darkness into his marvelous light. In other words, the church is the means by which God is continuing his mission of redemption for the world. The church is God's chosen vehicle to make disciples of men and women and children of all nations. The church is God's chosen vehicle to storm the gates of hell and to build his church. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says this about the church. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people that proclaim the praises of him who called you, referring to the church, out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. What a privilege it is to be a part of God's rescue operation. What a privilege it is to be God's ambassadors, to be his ministers of reconciliation. 
what a privilege it is to partner with him to see the, the gates of hell stormed, to see people snatched out of the pit of darkness. What a privilege to make the greatest, what a privileged way to make the greatest impact possible on the world and on people's lives. Due to the fact that God has chosen to use the church to work through it, to continue restoring and renewing and rescuing the world. Uh, Some people have said that the church is God's plan A for the world and there is no plan B. Pastor J.D. Greer has stated that the hope for any community is found in the believers in that community. If you want to pray for a people group, the best strategy is to pray for God to raise up and strengthen the believers within that group. We just prayed for our government, and rightfully so. The scriptures command us to pray for our governing authorities And one of the most powerful prayers we can pray is that the Christians in the government would raise up and that they would obey God at all costs and leave the consequences to him. One of the greatest prayers we can pray for our military is that the Christians in our armed forces would raise up and continue to obey God fully and trust the consequences to him. And this leads to our second point. Church membership is a privilege because of what God does in it and through it, but it is also a challenge. Church membership is a challenge. Um, One of the tremendously beautiful aspects of the church is that anybody from anywhere is welcome to be a part of it so long as they're willing to have Jesus as Savior and Lord. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. So it doesn't matter your level of success in the world. It doesn't matter what your image is, what your family history is, what your ethnicity is, what your socioeconomic status is, the color of your skin. It doesn't matter. In Christ and in his church, all are welcome without exception so long as they're willing to have Jesus as Savior and Lord. And as wonderful as this is, it's a challenge. And here's why it's such a challenge. Because you have a bunch of people from all different places and walks of life, all different experiences, all different thoughts and opinions and views and political views, and you're putting them all together in one body. And although they share the essential Uh, beliefs of the Christian faith in common, there's so much that all of us, even in this room, uh, differ on. And to navigate these differences can be a challenge. Um, We in the church, we end up hanging out with people that, if apart from the church, we probably wouldn't hang out with. Let's just be real. That's how it goes. And that's, that's part of the beauty of it. But it is a challenge. Jesus knew it would be a challenge, and that's why just prior to his death, in his last recorded prayer, he prayed for the unity of his followers, the unity of the soon-to-be church, because he knew that the church, yes, is called to be a city on the hill, a light to the nations, the salt, you know, of the earth, but Jesus knew that what would dim that light 
and diminish the saltiness of the church very rapidly and quickly was division, disunity, and infighting. The Apostle Paul, he knew this well as he knew this well too. And that's why in his writing to the churches that were founded in his day, he frequently uh, said these things to these churches, Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Ephesians 4, 30 through 32, Paul writes, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. In Philippians, to the church at Philippi, Paul writes, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Although the challenges that come with the differences that we hold inside of the church amongst church members, although that's difficult to navigate, God uses them to grow us. They give us the differences that we have, give us plenty of opportunity to experience what Paul commands in the verses I just read. And as we practice what Paul is commanding, guess what? We become more and more Christ-like through that practice. Who was God, who was in the form of God, but did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. We also end up learning way more about God, ourselves, in the world and life as a whole because we are forced to interact with people who don't think like us, who don't have the same experiences as us, who don't have the same preferences and opinions as us. That, that shapes us. That's good. That's good for us. As uncomfortable as it can be, it's good for us. So, church membership, it's this tremendous privilege. Church membership, it is a challenge. And thirdly, church membership is a responsibility. A church member is responsible for partnering with God to accomplish what he wants done in and through the church. And to maintain its unity. In other words, a church member is responsible for utilizing the gifts, you know, the talents, the resources, their time, their treasure, for the purpose of seeing the church they belong to increase in the quality and quantity of the disciples that they're producing. And they are to participate in the church working out differences that they have with others they are to forgive when they're hurt it'll happen if you're here long enough somebody will hurt you when they've done the hurting they need to seek forgiveness and be quick to do that from the person they've hurt 
They need to lay aside their preferences for the sake of the body and for others here. And the way each member will participate in this church's mission to produce a larger, larger quality and quantity of disciples is going to vary for each person. There's so many different ways to join and partner with this local body of believers. Some are going to be on our greeting team to make sure guests are welcomed when they come in. Some people are going to be working with the breakfast team, making sure people are greeted well when they go down and get a cup of coffee or a bite to eat. Some people are going to be in the booth serving on our tech team. Some people are going to be up on stage helping us with music. Some people are going to be um, on our facilities team, making sure that we have facilities for the, the gathered church to gather in and some people are going to be working in the rooted ministry and helping with the uprising youth ministry. There's so many, some people are going to be serving on our financial team. There's so many different ways to contribute to God's mission um, here at Abundant Life to make disciples. It all, it is all geared to helping with that. And I also pray too that each church member sees their vocation, their job as an extension of our ministry here at Abundant Life, as we equip people and help them uh, do their job to God's glory and also to make disciples in their places of employment. And so your work is so extremely critical. Church membership, it is a tremendous privilege. You know, it's a challenge and comes with it this responsibility to give our resources and our time and our talents uh, for God's mission to make disciples uh, here uh, through our church at Abundant Life. And when we consider the privilege, the, the challenge, and the responsibility of church membership, it's really important that we do not forget that Jesus gave his life for the church to buy the church with his own blood. And it's his sacrifice that makes it possible for us to experience the gift of church membership. It's not something that we deserve. It's not something we earned. It's not something that we're entitled to. It is a precious gift. Without Christ's sacrifice, there wouldn't be hope. There wouldn't be uh, a body of believers to belong to. There wouldn't be one faith. There wouldn't be uh, this that we have. And so... Without Christ's sacrifice, there would be no forgiveness. There would be no reconciliation to God and each other, and therefore, there would be no church. And if there's no church, we wouldn't have any of the things that we have that I mentioned. And so, what a gift it is. I've been thinking about uh, the gift of being a part of this local body and I, you know, I thought about our Sunday mornings here this Christmas season and how special they were and how so many different people with a variety of gifts, they used them to benefit us all. It, it was a, an amazing Christmas season. Haley and Brandon did an awesome job leading the teams that they lead on Sunday morning. Uh, it was just wonderful. Uh, the creative team did a fantastic job with uh, designing how we would engage God uh, on Sunday mornings during Christmas. On Christmas Eve night when Mary and I, we put the kids to bed and we were getting the gifts ready to put under the tree, uh, we heard somebody 
pull in our driveway and then pull out of our driveway. And we weren't sure, like, who was it? It was like 10, 30, 11 at night. Here it was Eric and Rachel Robinette dropping off cinnamon roll bread for us to have on Sunday morning as a family. Like, this is what happens in the church. Like, it was such an unexpected blessing, and they were so good. They were amazing, like the best. Like, we, we got the knockoff. We didn't even get Pillsbury last year, and, like, they just weren't good, and we had some good stuff this Christmas. Last Sunday, you know, we got to hear from Dustin and Andrea Paulson, and sh- they, them share got how God has worked in their life. I would never know Dustin and Andrea if it wasn't for Jesus bringing them to this place. And I wouldn't know all the new members that we're going to introduce today that is because of Jesus. And how cool that I get to know these people. And they've already impacted my life and have already contributed to my growth in Christ. On New Year's Eve, we had a party for our life group. And I was looking around at everyone and looking at the 17 kids that were there laughing and having fun. And I just felt so blessed by God. I did, especially as I considered how God has brought this mix of people together. Um, These are people that Mary and I have engaged with at different parts of our life. And now they're all together in one room. Only because of Jesus was I doing this and spending this time with these people. It's so cool. The sense of belonging, the sense of care, the sense of assistance that is available in the church when it's functioning in a healthy way is unrivaled by any other organization or group that you can be a part of. In just a a moment, I'm going to introduce to you our new members, and they understand that church membership is a tremendous privilege. They understand that it's a challenge, and they understand the responsibility of it, right, to be a functioning member of it. They were willing to sign a membership covenant, and I just want to very quickly read to you just a couple components of this covenant that I think sum up very well what I just shared with you this morning. Uh, It says, I'm a church member. I like the metaphor of membership. It is not membership as in a civic organization or a country club. It's the kind of membership given to us in 1 Corinthians 12. Now, you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. Because I am a member of the body of Christ, I must be a functioning member, whether I am an eye, an ear, or a hand. As a functioning member, I will give, I will serve, I will minister, I will evangelize, I will study. I will seek to be a blessing to others. I will remember that if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. I am a church member. Here's another section of it. I will seek to be a source of unity in the church. I know there are no perfect pastors. Actually, in the membership class, I say, uh, at some point, I may hurt you as the pastor. Hopefully, I'll never intend to, to do it, but it could happen. So just... I'm not perfect, and if I do, come talk to me. We'll work it out. So there are no perfect pastors, staff, or other church members, but neither am I. I will not be a source of gossip or dissension. One of the greatest contributions I can make is to do all I can in God's power to help keep the church in unity for the sake of the gospel. Here's another section. I am a church member. I will not let my church be about my preferences and desires. That is self-serving. 
I am in this church to serve others and to serve Christ. My Savior went to a cross for me. I can deal with any inconvenience is in matters that are just not my preference or style. There's more to it, but um, I am thankful for these individuals. Why don't we have them come to the stage so I can introduce them to you? Let's give them a warm, abundant life welcome. Good to have you guys. You made it. We made it. So Rachel has a dog <laughs> that is really sick this morning, and you were at home dealing with that dog. So how, how's the dog? She's good. She, uh, you know, <laughs> saturated the poison, <laughs> and she's, she's doing better now. She looks pretty good when I left. All right, good. That's never fun to have to wake up to and try and figure out, so glad you were able to make it. For real, like, how do I get a life supply of cinnamon bread on Christmas morning? Like, I will pay you guys whatever it takes. It was good. All right, so here we, we have Gary and Jen Howe. We have Shane and Bethany Tice, a Eric and Rachel Robinette. And we have Kelly Green. So these are our new members. I want them to answer three questions for you so you can learn more about them. Here are the three questions. What do you do for a living? How did you get to Abundant Life? Why did you want to become a member? Ready? So, um, first question was, tell me again. What do you do for a what living, do do for Gary? A living? I'm a realtor. And how did we get to Abundant Life? So Jen and I moved last year from Florida to Maslin because her whole family lives here, and we adopted a baby. So um, how did I get to uh, Abundant Life? From Florida, I decided one of the really important things that we needed to do is find a church that we wanted to go to. And so I started downloading podcasts from churches all around the area and kind of started weeding them out. You know, this one is boring. This one has some strange theology. And so we settled on this one. And then when we came here, we, we found it was as good as it is in the recording. So <laughs> and, then, and then the third question? Yeah, um... Why do I want to be why, a Yeah, why do you want to become a member uh, here of this well, church? Well, real simply, I mean, I would say when we, when we came from Florida, we had already decided this was the church we were going to go to, so, so we came. And then we found out, oh, they have membership, so I guess we'll join. <laughs> but um, the benefit being, you know, like, uh, like you were talking about responsibility, uh, we have always served in, in whatever church we've attended. And so coming in here, we... Looked forward to getting involved in serving, and so uh, membership is part of that. And mm -hmm. so that's why we wanted to join, was to be able to serve. Absolutely. Sure. Jen, would you add anything to that? So you're at home with Kinsley, right? Yeah, we have a one-year-old daughter, and I'm staying home with her and starting her homeschooling, even though she's one-year-old. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and just when we came here, we received such a warm welcome from everybody and have just found the people here to be really genuine and friendly and really like what this church does, and so we're really happy to be members here. Absolutely. It's awesome to have you. All right, Bethany, what, what do you do what for do a I living? Do? Um, I am a preschool teacher over at um, Perry Christian, which is on Perry Drive. Um, Abby, my daughter, is actually in my classroom, um, so that's like my day job, and then my evening I'm mom to three and wife, so <laughs> pretty busy, but it's fun. Um, what made us find here? 
You're handing it off now? Yeah, well, just that part. <laughs> I don't know. You can I thought you were going to do all this, and I was just going to say I agree. <laughs> um, we, <clears throat> so yeah, she grew up in the church. I didn't, uh, well, I kind of did, but I, I didn't for a long time. And she, her heart's always been to find a church community. Um, it took me a long time to get over my uh, fear of church. Um, from I, Everyone who heard my testimony will understand what I'm saying. Um, but when finally the Lord was showing me through a lot of trials that I'm not going to be able to continue um, growing, and I'm definitely not going to be able to tackle the trials if I do this isolated. And I think I was avoiding the, the fear of relationship with people and actually being seen in a community like this. Um, so when that came to a head, I ended up looking up churches, and I always, for some reason, I'm drawn to the names that kind of spike my interests, like Abundant Life. And we checked it out, and from the minute we sat over there, um, in that section over there, we met the Hamricks, and we met the Hewitts, and we met Ryan and Brandon, and everybody over there was just so welcoming, and Brenda and Jim. So we were just really taken by the friendliness of this church. And when we joined the life group, which is something I really wanted, I was just afraid to do it. Um, the more that we engaged there, the more I realized there's no way I'm getting out of being seen in this church. Um, and I actually liked it. Um, so that's been a big blessing. Um, so yeah, that's, and then what was the third? I'm so bad. Yeah, yeah. Question. So then um, what makes you want to become, you didn't say what, well, you, what do. you do. Oh, um, I'm an assessment counselor uh, for uh, in Akron, Ohio, for people who have substance abuse problems with alcohol and drugs. So what then led you to like, all right, we're going to become a member of this church? So the more that we grew closer to the people here, um, the more we decided, okay, I want to make, we would like to become actual members. Um, I've always wanted to use, figure out what the gifts were that God's given me, and I wanted to always use them in the church. I just never had the opportunity. Um, the more I got to know Pastor Shane and the more I got to know the, the life group, I realized that's a, this is something that they're all about. Um, a lot of the, the other, I guess in the past, I didn't feel like I was actually wanted to, to use gifts in the church. So that's something that, that we are interested in. Um, also just being a part of the family, um, you know, I just, I want to continue to make those relationships last, um, with our life group. So do you want to add to that? Oh, um, uh, like Shane, I had a hard time. I grew, I grew up in the church and was heavily involved in a, the church for a very long time. And then I probably had like almost a six-year church hopping slash sabbatical break almost mm. to heal from stuff I went through in the church. Um, so for me, it's like I could spot religion over genuine like that. Mm. So coming here, I was like, this is literally one of the most genuine churches I've ever been in. So that's kind of what mm. made me feel safe and comfortable to mm. like be here. So, Thank you. Um, so I'm Eric Robinette. Um, I am a pediatrician. I work for Akron Children's Hospital. Um, and how we got to Abundant Life, uh, I actually really like uh, Gary's story because it's kind of like a hilarious juxtaposition next to ours and shows God works through different methodologies. Um, so we moved to Maslin we, basically because we found a house that we liked at a price we could afford. We didn't know anybody in Maslin. We had no connection to Maslin. We just 
I kind of like generically like small town Ohio and wanted to live there, but nothing really more specific than that. So after we moved here, we, we, we kind of wanted to get to know the churches in the area. So our church hunting strategy was literally just as we were driving to the grocery store, like, oh, that we could try that church. Like, well, and, and literally, I think we drove by Abundant Life one time on our way back from another church or something. And and I made some comment like, oh, Abundant Life, oh, they're, they're probably not heretical. We could check them out. Um, and... Uh, and, and, you know, God is good. I think we have the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes he's kind to us and he just presses on our hearts when you find the place that you, should, you, should, you could be. Perhaps um, sensed a little bit of what Bethany was referring to, just the genuineness of the people here when we came here. But we came once and we were like, yep, that's it. We're, this is where we're supposed to go. Mm. Um, and so that's how we came to Abundant Life. And then church membership, I would say, you know, my views on that were shaped, my, this is my own personal perspective, my views on that were shaped by the, the church that I attended where we lived before in Cincinnati. Um, and I think that, you know, even though I grew up in the church and Christian school and Christian university and lots of Christian stuff, I think still uh, church before that, that, before I went to that church, church was a thing that you did rather than a community that you were a part of. They mm -hmm. were people that you knew, but they were people that you knew, like people you know from work or people you know from school or people you know from, you know, uh, old friends or whatever. Um, and I, it wasn't until I experienced, till that last church where I experienced the power of being in Christian community and that, that there's something different about those relationships that helps us grow. So I knew that after experiencing that, I knew that was something I didn't want to not have ever again. You know, that that was such an addition to my life that it would then be a void not to have it. So um, when we heard you guys were offering, you know, the membership class, it was kind of a no-brainer, at least for me. <laughs> Rachel, what do you do? Good morning. Um, I am a substitute teacher, and I'm also just kind of leaving space in my life for God to do whatever he's going to do next, so there's yeah. open space there. You're an artist, too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, yeah, like, would you agree with, with Eric as far as the leading here and what led you to become a member? What were the last two questions, just so I can... Yeah, what, uh, why, uh, how did you get here to church? So he yeah. explained that. And then yep, that was pretty last much question was, <laughs> yeah, why did you decide to become a member of the church? Yeah, so we, yeah, we just drove by the sign <laughs> ended up here. <laughs> and um, how we became members was I kind of uh, followed Eric into it, which was cool, because I put up a little bit of a fight, like in my spirit, right around the time that we were supposed to become members, probably for a lot of reasons that I didn't mm -hmm. even really understand. But I was having an issue and, but there was a lot of joy in Eric's life around like becoming a member. And he was just kind of like walking into it, you know, like, here we go. And I remember having a conversation with God where I was like, I just, I don't know if I have what it takes slash I don't know if I want to. And the response was just kind of like, I'm humble in heart. You will find rest for your soul. Mm -hmm. Let's go. And that was sort of the same attitude as, as Eric had. And he did it with such joy that it was easier to follow him into it, mm. uh, despite whatever kind of like stuff was there. And it, it was really great. Um, it was really great. So it turned out to be all the things that I hoped it would be more than mm. that. So. Cool. Kelly, how'd you get here? I got here. I had to have my cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, this is a long story. It won't be too long. Thank you. Know, you. But Appreciate it. Back in the summer of 88, I came here with Doug and Penny Knopfsinger and my dear friend Carla Knopfsinger. And then I backslid, and let's not talk about that. And um, I felt like I wasn't getting fed 
So I talked to my friend Jordan. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> well, anyway, she suggested ACLF. I mean ALCF. <laughs> and she suggested that. But I was going to a different church, and it was too small for me. I needed something else to basically get fed. And the first church on my list was Abundant Life. I was going to go, like, alphabetically. So when I... <laughs> But even though they didn't know me when I, when I walked in, everyone was so friendly and so nice, and it's like I was accepted right away. And then when I heard the praise and music, worship songs, mm -hmm. and, of course, you preaching, teaching, um, I knew then I didn't have to go look any further. Mm. I was here. This was my church home mm. with all of you. And um, that's that. What made you want to become a member? What made me want mm. to become a member? Yeah. I wanted to be a member of the body of Christ mm. and to glorify God mm. and to be committed to our Lord and Savior. And this body of believers, our church family, awesome. right here. And I know, like Shane said, it is a privilege to be mm. a member of the church body. And I really appreciate that. Awesome. Tell them what you do for a living. I work at Liberty HealthShare. I am a provider member service agent. I deal with mostly providers, research bills, give them information, figure out bills if they're not done right. And some days my brain really hurts when I go home. I bet. And then I put them on a spreadsheet and send it back to processors. And I've even, get this. I've even prayed with providers and members. Well, that's awesome. Good for you. I, I love it. It's so cool. And it's a Christian organization, which is really cool. Okay. And now? You, you answered the question. Fantastic job. Yeah. Good job. Here are my cards. <laughs> Did it. Um, one, one other thing. So we're going to pray for these individuals. Uh, also, I want to make note of Kevin and Tom Skelly. They are coming off the board. They've been serving on the board. I, we're, we were trying to figure out for how long, but it's, it's hard to figure out because it's been so long. Over 10 years for sure. Um, I think we need to give them a warm, abundant life, a round of applause. Thankfully, they'll continue serving as a, as a member in a different capacities here at the church. And we have Justin Shackle coming on as an elder. Justin, why don't you come to the stage? Let's give him a round of applause. So, no, you're good. So let's pray for the new members. Let's pray for Justin as well. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the ways that, the various ways that you led these individuals here to abundant life. And um, I feel like their coming has been such a blessing for us. Uh, in my opinion, more than what we're able to give to them. Like, it's just been so neat to get to know each one of them, to learn from them, uh, to, to have their insight and wisdom. Um, it's impacted me already. Lord, thank you that they, you have placed this desire on them to be an official member of Abundant Life. Lord, we pray that you would continue to use them for your glory. 
We pray that we could have a relationship of mutual service and love where we're edifying each other, building one another up in love so that we become more mature and complete in you, Jesus, and so that we have a greater impact on this city for your glory. Lord, thank you for Justin and his willingness to respond to your call to serve as an elder of this church. What a job that is, and there's so many meetings and things that nobody else sees uh, these men do, and thank you that he's willing. Pray that you would give him supernatural wisdom uh, for his role and that he would have your anointing and power uh, to serve in this way. I'm so grateful to have him on board. Jesus, thank you for the work that you're doing. You just, you're just always orchestrating things, and we praise you for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.